0: This episode was brought to you by the Thrive Factor Coach Certification offered by Thrifactor School. The certification is a unique, immersive experience into professional coaching and developing proficiency using the Thrifactor Framework and its 12 female-centric self-leadership archetypes. Being a Thrifactor Factor Coach offers a unique gift of personal transformation your clients will be filled with gratitude for. This is a genuine opportunity to engage in a world-class personal and professional training experience and become part of a community of impact makers as a licensed Thrifad coach. To find out more, email hello at thrifaddeco.com. A huge hello, everybody. I am delighted to welcome you back to another episode of She Leads, She Thrives podcast. I'm your host, Shannon Dunn. And as a business and leadership coach, I am so, I know, honored, excited. All the energies are out there to to welcome my next guest, Jessica Liston. So I'm going to share a little bit about how I met Jess. And then I'm going to give her the stage to talk a little bit about more about herself. And then I've got some really cool questions I want to go through with her today in the episode. So we first connected, I was thinking about this yesterday, Jess, it must have been, it was the early part of last year. And here we are right now in October, 2022, I was going to say 2020, no, let's forget about 2020. That's gone and done. (laughs) right? We don't want that year again. Right. It was like, it was probably about March of last year. And we were in a program together with a coach that we've both worked with for a period of time, like kind of a long period of time. And I remember back then, kind of thinking, like, who is this woman? Like, you know, there was an energy about you that was intriguing to me for sure. And I loved that that you just came and you shared. So, so like, there was, um, you know, there was a truth, there was a vulnerability, and there's also a frustration in a lot of what you were sharing at mm. that time. You were kind sure. of, but like from the outside looking in, it's like she's going through some kind of evolution and change. There's something going on here. But and, but equally, I was drawn to you and and interested to kind of know more about you. And I love that we've been able to get to chat previously and to you know to connect through different ways and here we are I'm in Australia and you're not I'm going to ask you in a moment to share where you are and you know one of the other beautiful things is like the I'm so grateful for the online world because we get to have these incredible connections and build relationships with people everywhere and which is so so Mm -hmm. cool and so how do we describe you? Let me see. So as I said, like, I feel like there's, you're a coach definitely, like it's a really key part of everything that you are and what you do and how you work with people in the world. But you've kind of got this mix of kind of attitude with a, you know, with a right a disruptive kind of, I going, mean, there's no BS about this, it. but with a big soft heart, like I see that mm-hmm. as well. And I don't know that necessarily that, well, you do, it's not that you don't lead with your heart, But I feel like the kind of the the here I am out there, like with this kind of you know presence, is much more dominant in you, in a lot of what you see visually. Mm -hmm. Um, And you describe yourself as really focusing on intuitive style and strategy and being a a sales mentor. So there's lots that we can talk about today. Um, So welcome beautiful woman tell us a little bit more about yourself and where you are like where are you in the world
1: (laughs) I'm so I'm so excited and I'm so honored that you asked me to chat with you today so I'm in Montana which is in the United States uh we're very northern uh part of the United States so I was born and raised here
0: yeah such a beautiful part of the world I have yes. been very long time ago. I will get back there again one day for sure.
1: I can't wait for you to come so we can hug each other. Yes, that's it, isn't it? This
0: is the thing about when you meet people online and you build relationships with them, there's this kind of a beautiful expectation and excitement about one day we could actually meet in person and we could hug yeah. each other and hang out and have like a whole nother level of interaction, which is really, really cool. So where do we start? Like tell us what kind of people you coach and like what you co-create with them. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, this is this is really fun because, you know, when you first met me, I was still working in the corporate world. Right. So, I've actually been a business strategist for over 17 years. Yeah. And I yeah. did that in the corporate world. And so what I did there is I grew more business coaches. And I did that for so long and I felt that my calling was so much higher that when you first met me, Um, March of last year, I was in the process of transitioning out of corporate and into my own business, um, which is really exciting. And man, there's been such an evolution since then. I know that I'm good at business strategy, but I also knew that there were more pieces to that particular puzzle. And it's taken me a bit of time to really understand where do I fit in in -hmm. the world? What is my calling and even though I like to be sort of this non-niche niche <laughs> in that we can talk about business but let's also talk about your soul and how do we heal past trauma and bring in all of your desires so that you can run your business in a way that feels fun and feels effortless and that is a true reflection of that soft heartfelt center Mm -hmm. and so that's why you see me leading with heart but I also like you said have this badassiness totally (laughs) I love it edgy exterior because that is also my way of shocking people out of their almost like the haze or the veil that they have over their life because I want people to wake up
0: And know
1: that there are more options available to them. You don't have to just be one thing. You don't have to just stay one person. You get to evolve and you get to grow into this magical creature that you're meant to become. And your journey gets to be both messy and beautiful, and you get to try on different outfits. So that's why I've kind of branded myself as a soul stylist, as an energy healer, as a business strategist and sort of all the things.
0: Well, this is it. And I think this is one of the true gifts of being able to, you know, step into that space of of entrepreneurship or, you know, owning our own businesses is that we can bring all of those identities together. Whereas in a corporate or in a employee space, there's Mm -hmm. more rigidities, there's compliance things. There's, this is how we do it. Don't bring your personality in. This is what you need to do. You know, and that didn't suit me. I'm not surprised it didn't suit you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Rebel sisters. I love it. it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, no. And the more I see someone, anyone in the world coming to a place where they're like, you know what? I want to do things different. Mm -hmm. The more I celebrate because I see that they're, Waking up, as you said, that was such a beautiful term to use, to the fact that there could be so much more if they want that. Like, no, no disrespect or anything against anyone who is who seemingly is happy. I could question people who say they're really happy, bigger an employee kind of doing the same thing over and over. But I do actually really really know that mo- that there are some people that could be okay doing that. Was never going to suit me. Never, not going to suit you. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I totally agree. And that's that's the whole point. Is I want everybody to get to that point in life where they say wow I have a really fulfilled life Mm. and that is going to naturally look different for everybody else and I associate that kind of like your outfit I mean if you wear blue jeans and a crop top and a flannel sweater and you feel sexy and confident and powerful wearing that then wear it, right? If you feel sexy and powerful and confident in your yoga pants and your oversized sweatshirt, then girl rock that too. So that's, that's really my, my heart. And my mission is to basically help every soul, whether it's man or woman, take up the space that they were destined to take up. We don't have to try to fit into the mold of somebody else's dream for us or an ideology that we have to do this thing because it's what the generations before us did.
0: Yeah. So I love that you talked then just very briefly around, you know, what we put on the outside of our bodies, because Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, personal aesthetics and, you know, what we wear and how we show up with that kind of visual style is something that it's been really, a big part of your evolution and what you're yes. working with your clients about. So tell us about why personal aesthetics actually matter. Like, why is that a thing mm-hmm. we need to be mindful of as business owners?
1: Yeah, I think that and is. I
0: say and, and rebels
1: <laughs> and rebels. Yes. So subconsciously, you are putting out a vibration and. There are so many people, potential clients and audience members who are watching you, who are going to feel your vibration. Mm -hmm. And the reason why your aesthetics matter so much. And when I say aesthetics, I'm not just talking about the physical outfit that you wear, but how you do your hair, how you do your makeup, the language that you use, the imagery Mm -hmm. that you use. This is your branding, your social media. outside expression isn't it all parts of that yeah it's everything it's literally everything and the reason why that's so important is you've obviously heard the phrase first impressions matter but the let's go a layer deeper than that the reason that matters so much is because this is really showing your true character in how you're going to take care of your business and how you're going to take care of your money how you're going to take care of your clients Mm -hmm. And so if, if your language is vanilla and lackluster, then why am I going to follow you? You're just like everybody else. Yes. And if your imagery is boring, then how are you really going to help me feel inspired? If your money is all over the place, then that is also a reflection of really your inner soul and your inner confidence. And. What people don't realize sometimes is there's a there is a fine line between showing up as your true self and having standout style. And I believe that you should have both. Yeah. Because we don't need to show up as a hot mess express for people to know that we're a real human. We're already a real human. Like that should be obvious. But at the same time, you should really pay attention to the type of person that you're talking to so that you can attract your ideal client. Mm-hmm. I can't expect to sell designer Gucci at the Walmart. And I don't know if you have Walmart in Australia, no, but, but Americans I would will
0: suggest milk. that most people in Australia or those listening will know what Walmart is because we see it okay. in right?
1: And we have our own equivalents. Kmart is probably our Oh, way. okay. Perfect, right? Yeah. And so this is an example of... If if you want the higher clientele, then you need to speak and dress and present yourself as that because no, you are no. the embodiment of what you help your clients with. Now no. that's no shade on Walmart or Kmart no. or there's and, a space, for, space for, for someone at every level, right? At every every exactly, level. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. And so your, your personal aesthetics and your branding and the way that you speak is sending a vibration. And we want to make sure that whatever frequency you're on is moving your ideal client to action. If it's not moving them to action, we got to turn up the dial. We got to turn up the frequency sister. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone's listening
0: in Jess and they're like, "I, I I'm listening, I get this. But I kind of feel like I'm not really being able to to embody the expression of who I maybe who I want to mm-hmm. be on the inside. And I, if I think about some of the women that I've worked with as clients over the years, sometimes there's been more of an external voice that's come in, or a kind of the the world voice that said, "You you can't dress like that, or you can't mm-hmm. say that, or you can't you know wear your hair like that, or you can't wear that shade of lipstick, or whatever." Like there's something, someone, or something's come in and said to them tone yourself down Yes. Yeah? from not mm. from being kind of loud and, and overly expressive but just tone yourself down from what they want to do yeah so there's kind of this soul on the mm. inside is crying for just let me <laughs> just be a bit more expressive and colorful or you know whatever it is like right. where how do you support someone who's in that space where the external like voice in the world has been so loud that even though they've got this internal desire right It's still not being able to be expressed because there might be fears, judgments, Mm -hmm. criticisms coming from self and others.
1: Yeah, this is actually my favorite part of the topic because of my own um, reclamation. I grew up in a very Christian conservative household and, you know, tattoos were frowned upon and and the way that you dress, like you don't want to bring too much attention to yourself. But God really created me to be loud and expressive and to be the trailblazer. (laughs) And so I'm definitely going to be the one that is going to go first. It is uncomfortable to be the one that sets the stage. And it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to be the one that sets the trend for others to follow. But here's what I really believe. You were chosen to be on this planet for a reason. And if you are not quite sure what your style is, it's because you don't know who you are without the titles. So I carry a lot of titles. I'm a healer. I'm a mom. I'm a military wife. I'm a daughter. I'm a Christian. I'm a sister. I'm a, all these different things. Right. And when you strip away the titles, even the name Jessica was given to me by my parents. And so when you strip away Jessica, like, who am I? I? I truly believe that this is your character at the end of the day. And so If I'm that really loyal friend that is going to sit with you in the dark times and I'm going to celebrate with you in the joyous times, that's who I am when you strip away my name and my title. And so how do I then express that? Well, I believe that there are certain words that you should get rid of immediately. And that is should. Should is the number one word that everybody should get rid of. Because if you think, oh, I really want to wear this outfit, we'll just talk about clothes because that's what we love to talk about. Yes. If I really should wear this outfit because I'm a millionaire, so millionaires should dress like this. Okay. That means that you've already been programmed into a stigma of what millionaires should dress like, or moms should dress like, or 50 year olds should dress like this. So we got to get rid of the programming. And the society expectations around the word should, and then we're going to get really connected to why do you actually want to wear the thing that you want to wear? Like, let's say it's jogging pants and a crop top. There, There's different codes in your body, in your soul, and in your mind that are moving you in that direction. Maybe you want to feel comfortable. Maybe you want to feel safe. Maybe you want all eyes on me. Maybe you want um, maybe you don't want all eyes on you and you know you want to just go with the flow there's a lot of really specific coding and it matters and your body, your mind and your soul are nudging you in that direction. But every time you shove it down or put it back in the closet to go with our our clothing pun yeah. right, you are saying I don't want to be who I was created to be. I'm supposed to fit into this cookie cutter. So essentially I help people break out of the cookie cutter mold and really figure out who am I without all these titles and expectations, what do I love and what is the space that I want to take up in the world, and then how do I have the swagger to actually take up that space? Yeah,
0: I love it, love it, love it so much. One of the ways that I have really, really, Celebrated, I think, is the word that's coming to me. Using the Thrive Factor archetypes is not as labels, but as ways to tap us into our own innate psychology. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, if I think probably one of the easiest examples when we're talking about the external view of the world sure. and our, our expression is to think of the Queen Ruler archetype. You know, mm-hmm. she is here to lead on a large scale if she chooses. She is an incredibly philanthropic individual. She loves to give back to community, but she also loves luxury. She does like the Mm high-end vibe. And when you have a woman that has that archetype within her makeup and Mm -hmm. she also has other archetypes that may be in kind of conflict with that, there can be a real identity challenge into how do I express myself visually in the world because I want to have the designer label thing. Mm -hmm. But then the mediated diplomat archetype that I also have is saying to me, "Well, you can't spend money on that. That's not. It's a very mm. practical, no, no nonsense archetype. You, that's a bit silly to be spending that much money on that thing, you know. <laughs> and who who are people going to think you are? So, a right. lot of the time, being able to use. Uh, a woman's archetypes has been such an incredible mm. way for her to understand more about who she is without, as you said, those those labels of society that we have. Right. We yeah. all have so many of them. And I think the the word should, imagine the world if we just removed that word and no one ever knew it existed, right? It would be so vibrant. would so, be so different. Uh, and I think when I think about the times when should comes up, that's actually my sign. It's not like a red flag. It's almost like a, a just a colorful, vibrant flag going. Oh, mm-hmm. this is something to
1: pay attention to. You know, what mine if- is kind of like a blinking light. It's like, mm-hmm. Bing, Bing, Hello, pay attention to me. And it's like, Oh, yeah. you know, I need to sit up a little straighter and let me dive into that a little bit deeper.
0: Yeah, what is this really an invitation to? You know, when shit right. comes up, what else? Is this giving me an opportunity to think about? And it's not always, I don't think, go the opposite way to what the should is, but it's like, you don't have to follow the should that's sitting there
1: in the way. Yeah, and this is really what I mean by this awakening is Mm -hmm. let's just get more clear on why we do things. And if you've done something since you were a child or because your mother did it, it's, as you mentioned, it's an invitation to just take a look at Is that really true to you? Does that really feel good? Or is that programming that has just become habitual and now you're comfortable doing it because you've done it for so many years? Once I started to really break away the layers of that and understand I get to be my own person because that's who I was called into the world to be, you get to decide what part of your childhood programming or what part of your social programming or even what part of your well any type of programming really and which ones you get to disregard and it's all keeping your future in mind where do you want to go what do you want to be what do you want to create and uh, being able to then put in the puzzle pieces that you desire most.
0: Yeah, I love that. I, I think the other thing that's coming to my mind that would be important to talk about is that you don't just have to also have one expression in the world. You can, be the, the you know, the woman who's out there in a designer dress one day and in sweats the next day, and they yeah. are both you. They're both authentic expressions of who you are, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, and this is what I mean too by the non-niche niche. Like one day people will see me rocking my mom style because I am, I'm a mom and I'm i am proud of that. And then sometimes I will be more of this like edgy, uh, biker type of, oh man, there's like, there's so much going on with that archetype, but uh, she's kind of like my biker badass. And I've taken pictures of my Viking Hair style that I do, and then then I'll have like this sweet, soft, gentle side of me that's on a date with my husband, mm-hmm. and it's because all of those versions of me—it's still me at the end of the day, and I don't have to pinhole myself in this domain of well, I am just this, and this is the only way you can see me because that's where the humanity gets taken out of social media.
0: Right, so much, and I I think that. While I have, excuse me, <clears throat> I obviously really need to share what I'm about to share. Ooh, <laughs> right. I'm excited now. That kind of stuff you got to clear that throat to make sure that, you know, <laughs> you know that chakra is ready. Um, but that social media, I have so much gratitude for it because, for example, yes. you no, know, we probably wouldn't have met
1: without 100% social media.
0: But at the same time, I feel a, a level of frustration and and kind of challenge. With Mm -hmm. this visual imagery that it's kind of the expectation it's setting, not just for youngsters, for anyone. Like I've seen clients I've worked with into their 60s and 70s really overwhelmed about, but how do I need to look when I'm online? How do I need Mm -hmm. to look when I take a selfie? How do I take a selfie? But through to the younger ones who are just like on their phones or doing that kind of social expression, in various different ways all the time. And I I kind of am intrigued to see where this ends up going over time. But also, you know, I really want to be a part of the conversation that says you don't need to look a certain way or have all your makeup on or um, be wearing a, a certain colour that aligns with your brand if you're in business to take a selfie or to share you yourself in the world. Like
1: just,
0: just go with where, who you are on the day. Like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so much easier said than done, right? Because we want to impress people. And and I certainly have worked my way through this, wanting to lead an impressive life so that I felt valid as a coach. Because if you saw the growth that was happening in me, you might not hire me because you knew I was growing. And oh man, it was just chaotic there for a while. And it's exhausting. Like who wants to keep like working through all that nonsense. So exhausting. And here's what I have learned is that it's really learning how to tap into your feminine.
0: Yeah. And there,
1: I had such an overproduction of masculine that I was like, I need to be this person and do this thing and prove this and, and go, go, go. And do, do, do all the time that my feminine was almost non-existent at the beginning of my journey because I didn't know how to receive. I wasn't comfortable receiving. I didn't know how to trust. I was angry that I didn't understand trust and oh, trust, see. faith and receiving were the three things I feel like I've worked on the most in the last two years.
0: And yeah. that's really
1: getting to my feminine side. I,
0: I've seen you just more recently, just talking about how, you have what's it I'm trying to think of the words that you've used but it's it's almost like broken up with your addiction to adrenaline like how you've really been working Mm -hmm. on that and I when I was reading I was like oh that's so interesting and again like you having come out of corporate when I went into my business and I think about the constructs of that kind of a working environment Often more masculine, mm-hmm. often more driven, often more action, 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 do, 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 do more to right. achieve more. Which I've certainly unlearned. <laughs> you yeah, know that was again my natural state because it was reinforced so much in my mm-hmm. my world. And then coming to the place of well, what does it really mean though? What is that? What is where do I find my space where I can have those both sides of me—the masculine and the feminine. Working in harmony together, yes, supporting me to to be who I am in the moment, which is different mm-hmm. every moment. So tell us a little bit more about that, the adrenaline thing, because I think a lot yeah. of women will really resonate with that. And what you have been doing to support yourself to shift into that create, I guess, that space of more harmony. Yes,
1: yes. So I realized that I had an addiction to adrenaline because. Mm-hmm my happiness and my emotional intelligence was significantly attached to the results that I would achieve. And so I was only happy if I was constantly dieting. I was only happy if I was constantly making money, if I was proving myself through the results. And so if I didn't have the results, I would dramatically fall into a depression a woe is me, a very dark state. And I had this situational happiness. That's what a situational happiness. Yeah. And so what I noticed is I was on this roller coaster of super high highs and super low lows to where if things, if life was good, life was good. If it was bad, it was really bad. Okay. And I started to get signs of this through my physical body because I would almost, Have these, well, it it literally was an addiction. And if anybody has ever struggled with feeling the effects of addiction, or if they know what it's actually like to feel high, Mm. um, that it's that's what my results felt like to me. Okay. So then the depths of the depression, I, I ended up in the hospital at one point because I literally thought I was having a heart attack because the pressure. It, it was just too much. And so that's really, that was the first sign of me needing to reevaluate my life. And through my coach and my mentor right now, Tasha Wall, um, she's really helped me identify what in my life was causing the adrenaline because I didn't even know where it was coming from.
0: And isn't that is- often the way, as you said before, with the conditioning and that we just kind of keep going along and it just keeps happening and we lose con- it's not that you lose the ability, but we have lost the connection to the source.
1: Yes, Mm. exactly. Exactly it. And this is um, what I also call microaggressions. So people will go through big trauma, big, huge, scary trauma. I never had big, huge, scary trauma, but I had microaggressions. And what I mean by this is little subtle comments said to me, that formed a belief in my mind that then caused me to need to validate myself. Yeah. So these little comments would come to me from my mom, from my dad, from um, friends in my social circle. Um, Even as I was watching mentors, it's like, oh, I should be like this or be like this or do that and do this. And if I'm supposed to be successful, maybe that means I should go here and do this. And, and so it was almost like I was pressuring myself into fitting into this specific um, category. And so essentially I have gotten word of, gotten rid of the word should. And I have learned to receive because, of who I am and the experience that I have, not because of any type of condition or what I do for people. I've learned to trust because I want people to trust me. So at the end of the day, the more I open my heart to people and situations and experiences and learning and love, the more I open my heart instead of protecting myself. If I open up, this is really where I can say I, I can trust and. I don't need the result because I'm already proud of myself. This has taken a very long time for me to learn. And I'll be honest, I'm still mastering it at every level.
0: Of course. And I think that's the reality that Mm -hmm. with every new experience, we don't want to label good, bad, whatever, but every new experience, every learning, every unlearning, every kind of expansion, every contraction, there is another like mini evolution that's going on. There is. All kind of you know, meshing together to be a bigger evolution of us, I feel like stepping into who we actually were born to be. It's mm-hmm. not who we desire to be necessarily. It's who we were born to be. And so it's not a kind of a thing that we, a linear thing where we just do the steps and we tick it off and go, okay, I'm done with that now. It's not that. It's not
1: that. <laughs> exactly. Never. It's not a coat that you just take off the hanger and say, I'm just going to wear this. It doesn't work like that. No, no. And I have to actually share this breakthrough with you if I could. I just had this epiphany probably three days ago that my feminine is actually a dark feminine. And what I mean by that is her energy is dark and my masculine energy is light. I always had this belief that my feminine energy is supposed to be light and pink and frilly and fluffy and lace and roses (laughs) and girly, girly, girly. (laughs) And I couldn't understand why I was repulsed by her. Oh my gosh. It's because that's not me. I'm not her. I like depth and sensuality. And my ideal feminine is walking in the dark, listening to the owl's hoot and looking up at the stars and sharing a glass of wine with my husband under a blanket, by a fireplace. And it's in the quietness of the nighttime that I'm the most connected to my feminine. You and it. so for everybody that's listening, I'm just going to challenge you to consider for a moment that maybe your masculinity, your mad, your production side, your creative side, is light and fun and airy and loud and energetic and just sort of crazy and wild and maybe your feminine likes the quietness of the dark and the coziness okay. of your bed and the warmth of your husband and and maybe she even likes the rain and thunderstorms and lightning and mystery and that's okay and if you just learn to embrace it instead of putting this style Mm -hmm. on who your feminine is supposed to be or your masculine is supposed to be, I think you're really going to start to truly uncover who you are.
0: I love that. There's, I think I've said that a thousand times in our conversation. I love that because I do. And, you know, just for anyone listening, I think I've mentioned that I do have the inspire believer archetype within my Thrive Factor profile. Jessica hasn't been profiled just yet, but 100% she would have that archetype. There's no question about that at all. It's the cheerleader archetype. She's you, but at the same time, it's the archetype where currency, her currency is energy. And she's mm-hmm. either often very high, like kind of engaged and in, in, out there in the world filled with belief or she can be in the cave of the despair and the what the, what is going on and I'm going to burn <laughs> all this down. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, like that is where my, I love this, and am excited, that's where my energy comes from, my Inspire Believer actor and it is genuine right. just for anyone who's listening and clarify that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Identity is such an interesting thing. And then we again we have so many external messages coming from the world about things like feminine and masculine. You know, what right. are they supposed to look like? What are they supposed to feel like? That's another version of shoulding. You know, there's more shoulds mm-hmm. going on there. And it, as you said, yeah. it's when you can get to the place where you can gift yourself perhaps the time and the space yes. to understand what your versions are. That's when everything can change for the 100%. better. One hundred percent. And you know, and if you're happy where you are, that's okay. But I, I just, I think it's something you're missing out on if you don't explore. I agree,
1: that. I 100% agree. And once you can unlock that, and I know you can help with that, I can help with that. But really unlocking that, and then being able to embody him, her, whatever side of your energy you're going to play with that day, that's when you're going to notice your business is going to change, your happiness is going to change. And your money is just going to skyrocket. And I think style and identity; those words can sort of be interchanged because that's the essence of what we're talking about: is your truest, purest identity, accepting it, loving it, letting it shine, letting the world soak it all up, and then also being able to grow and evolve and change your mind if you want to. Completely, completely. The the
0: you know the counselor, the therapist in me has worked a lot with identity over the years and with clients who have been in true identity crisis. And it's that Mm -hmm. flux of chaos of not knowing who they are or feeling like they can't be who they desire to be, which we've already kind of talked about. So, you know, we need more of us out there doing this work, guiding others and holding a space where they can explore that. For themselves mm-hmm. with, with support, so they can actually come to go, this is who I am today. And as you said, change your mind tomorrow if you want. That doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Yeah. Oh, we can go into this so much. Um, I talk about
1: I, this for days.
0: Right. <laughs> I um with my last podcast, I did sometimes have guests come back again and and um uh, particularly when they've kind of evolved themselves. I love to come back and go, okay, this time, like last time we talked about like, but now I see you've you know you've come to so well, let's see where, where this where this space goes. Ooh, I'm excited. Well, your next chapter it's might so be, fun. you know, months or a year later. But right now, I, I'm going to ask every one of the guests that I have on the show uh, some the same questions to get your kind of views of it all. Like she leads, she thrives. Is it certainly about thriving, you know, and mm-hmm. everything about my world all thrive factor, but also about leadership and self-leadership. And that's a big part of what underpins the creation of the Thrive Factor was, you know, personal Mm. or self-leadership principles. So the first question I have for you is what role does leadership play in your life and business?
1: Oh my my gosh. gosh. Yeah, It is (laughs) literally the epicenter. Um, So the way that I define leadership is through movement. Mm -hmm. Are you going to move? And I truly believe that you need to move yourself in a curious direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm the type of leader where I don't proclaim to know everything. I don't want to know everything because how boring would that be? Right. <laughs> but instead, I want to be curious about life with you. And I'm going to move with you. I don't always want to be five, 10, hundred steps in front of you, I have found the most brilliant partnerships, shoulder to shoulder, truly locking arms with my clients and moving forward in life with them. So I believe that's really leadership. And then even when you are the trailblazer, you continue to move, not because you have to set the example, because that feels heavy. Yeah. But because yeah. you're curious and you love to explore and learn and try things and mess up and make mistakes and do it different and try it on and try this on and, and uh, really get to know yourself mm. and let others get to know you and you get to know them. And that's, right. that's how I really see I leadership. Think- is, is
0: uh, such a great answer to reflect on and to get curious about. Like, I think the word curious is one of my favorite words and certainly it's a part of my personality. It's like, let's just see what's over there. Let's kind of look <laughs> at, well, why did I feel or think that or do that? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's be curious about that. So, yeah, I I completely get what, <laughs> what you're saying then. And I found that when you mentioned then, around leadership being kind of more shoulder to shoulder and kind of walking with people that to me is a true expression of coaching in its rarest kind of beautiful form not because yeah. coaching as we both know you and I've been in the coaching space for a long time it's not a lot of the advice giving that we're seeing out there you know it's not the you know be in my space and you'll become like me or I'm out here you need to work towards me that's not how I see coaching I see the I coaching being around. Co-creating and collaborative relationship with our clients. You know how Mm -hmm. do we, as you said, walk side by side and and do the thing together? You know, learn together, explore together, get curious together. You know, cry together if that's what happens. Laugh together, celebrate together, be in the dark together. All the things, yeah. But do it in that beautiful shoulder to shoulder. So next, yeah, I agree. And so next question I have for you: How do you know when you're thriving?
1: Because I don't say words like should, or can't, or I'm supposed to. (laughs) Yes. Those are no longer your vocabulary. They don't exist in your world. Yes. Yes. And you know, this is for me personally, the way that I know that I'm thriving is, would I do this or say this or talk about this, regardless if anybody would listen to me or not? Okay. One of the things I ask myself is if I already had the millions, if I already had all the clients, if I already had the most amazing dream, supple body ever, if I had everything I had ever wished for, would I still talk about this? Would I still act like this? Would I think about this? Would I put this content out there? And if the answer is, yes, then that's how I know that I'm thriving. If I'm, I'm not thriving, if I'm worried about what other people think, or if I'm trying to achieve a goal.
0: Mm, mm.
1: What an interesting way to look at it. Yeah. So,
0: so good. All right. I have one kind of final question I'm going to ask you in a moment, but before we do that, how can people connect with you? If there's everywhere anyone's been listening in, they're like, I want to know more about this woman. And trust me, as I've said to you all, I have, you know, been connected with Jessica online for oh, probably more than 18 months now and have yeah. loved watching your evolution and being connected to you and seeing your growth, Uh, you know, from the other side of the world until we can hug one day in person. <laughs> like yes. such a, well, the feeling a, is
1: mutual. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> a beautiful thing to, to witness. So if anyone is curious and like, I want to know more about her, I want to follow her. I want to learn from her. Where is the best places
1: for them to connect with you? So, uh, of course, social media, so Facebook and Instagram, now my name is spelled a little bit more unique than Isn't most Jessica's name? it's J E S I K A Listen. Um, you can also go to my email address, which is success with Jess, J E S at gmail.com. Yeah. Awesome. So we will make sure as we would do for all of our guests
0: that their contact details are easy for you to find in our show notes. So uh, in addition to the contact details and highlights and, you know, we can find them on social media. Um, the other also thing that we are doing in all of our show notes is putting a full transcript of the show. So if you've listened to us say something and you're like, I just want to know exactly what that was and go back to that, then go into the show notes, which will always be primarily published on my website, which is thrivefactorco.com. Look for Jessica's episode when it's live and you'll be able to find that. And as I say often too, if you can't find any of the guests, reach out to me or reach out to to Team Thrive Factor and we will make sure that we can connect you with them. But I think it's pretty easy to find people these days online. Don't ever hold back looking for them all. So that final question before I wrap up for today, what's a, a kind of a, a piece of wisdom that you'd like to share as a, a wrap up for what we've been talking about which has gone in all sorts of beautiful directions what's that last piece of wisdom
1: oh it's always the like what do i i know oh, man. Like, where do i go i've got 10 things i want to keep saying which one? No, right okay so um the last piece of wisdom that i would say is The key to life is love. Mm -hmm. So the more you can love yourself, the more you can love people, the more you can fall in love with experiences and exploration and learning, the more rich your life is going to be. Mm -hmm. So fill it up with love.
0: Yeah beautiful. I've no doubt that the ambitious and genius souls listening will get that. And if you, if you're not kind of sure what that is, then just again, lean into it. Mm -hmm. Get curious. We talked about that. Get curious, but thank you so much for being here. My beautiful friend. It's been so awesome to connect with you. My pleasure. And have such a rich conversation as I had no doubt that we would. Uh, And thank you listeners for tuning in and listening to my conversation with Jessica today. I look forward to sharing our next episodes with you. And please, as always, make sure you subscribe, you you rate the show, you share it with your friends so more people can hear these incredible, rich, global conversations we're having on She Leads, She Thrives podcast. Have a beautiful day wherever you are in the world. Keep thriving. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. You are so valued and appreciated. Aside from this podcast, my favorite place to hang out online is definitely Instagram. So come and join me, Shannon underscore the Thrive Factor. And no, my DMs are always open for genuine questions and connections. For all the latest Thrive Factor goodness, visit thrivefactorco.com forward slash links where you'll find more about thriving in life and business. Be sure to subscribe and rate the show and share it with your friends. Let's amplify thriving the world over.